How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex and my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And today we want to discuss two positions that the Jets may want to use or at least go after some more support. Um, you're always, if you're Joe Douglas, you're always looking for more talent, always looking for the waiver wire, maybe player for player trade or trading for some draft capital or scouting other players' practice squads. You're always looking for more players who can compete. But we want to discuss two positions that maybe could use a little bit more help and maybe could use a little bit more depth, uh, just competition on the back end. The Jets, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, what two positions could we talk about? And I was like, you know, it's kind of difficult. They have depth at quarterback. They have depth at receiver. They have depth at offensive guard. They have depth at running back, at defensive line, um, at cornerback. Like, they've got good players pretty much across the board, at least a lot of youth that has a lot of potential. And that's kind of where you want to be if you're a team that's going into the third year of a rebuild, the second year of a rebuild. Um, and you and you're not sure exactly what's going to happen here, but you have a lot of talented players on this roster because I could not think of that many that many positions. And I think the the two that we came up with an honorable mention of a third um, was obviously you know the offensive tackle spot, but that really only happened because Mackay Becton went down. So you know, notable to talk about. We'll discuss kind of the guys behind Dwayne Brown um, and George Fant. But then you have maybe the linebacker core behind C.J. Mosley. Do we trust Quincy Williams? Do we trust? Uh, Nazrul Dean, Jamian Sherwood, Quan Alexander. Like, how much faith do we have in these guys? Definitely a lot of depth, but maybe not a lot of great depth. I, I, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to offer this year, uh, but we'll discuss their styles of play and uh, what they bring to the table. And then, of course, the free safety position where you have um, Jordan Whitehead as your prime free agent signing. Then you got Ashton Davis um, and Lamarcus Joyner back there, two guys who I don't trust, <laughs> to say it lightly. Uh, but, you know, Ryan, before we dive into these position groupings, you know, how we're feeling about them moving forward. How do you do tonight, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. Definitely a you know worthwhile discussion when you just look at you know the fact that uh, the Jets still have you know a couple positions that while this offseason went great, I mean it's been a build by Joe Douglas the last two three years, and you know the the depth of the roster is certainly better. You, you really hit on a lot of positions: defensive line, interior offensive line, um, especially in the trenches. Obviously, I mean they've definitely got you know a ton of guys that they can feel good about, but. You know, there's still really one starting position, obviously, like you said, safety. And then really, you know, you look at the depth across the roster. Um, you know, this thing is about Zach Wilson. I mean, obviously, everybody knows that. And I think the offense, the starting offense and the depth at most of the positions you can feel good about. But it really just comes back to the offensive tackle position. Like you said, with Mikai Becton's injury, not even just him. I mean, George Fant's coming off of an injury uh, in recent weeks. I mean, we've seen both Connor McDermott and Shuma Doga go down. So, I think that's one position, you know, come final cutdowns, if, you know, a player gets released or becomes available through a trade, like you said, you know, I could definitely see JD looking to, you know, upgrade the depth of tackle and really, you know, make Max Mitchell's rookie year a little bit easier. Absolutely. So, you know, let's discuss linebacker first, just just uh, so we can kind of get an idea of what's going on here. Of course, you got CJ Mosley as your true and tried starting LB1 but the LB2 position, you know, we saw Quincy Williams last year auto, like instantly got in the doghouse when he had that big hit on Jalen Hurts, which in my opinion was totally just – that was so irresponsible. That was such a stupid move from Quincy Williams. He was like, I didn't realize how far out – like I, that I was out of bounds. I'm like, bro, he stopped running. Like he was just standing there. Like the, he's a freaking quarterback in preseason just standing there. He's barely moving, and you absolutely laid your shoulder into this man's jawline. Like you couldn't have been stupider in that moment. So, you know, aside from that – He's a pretty aggressive player. Of course, you know, he's Quinn Williams' brother. There's definitely some chemistry on the defensive side. But, you know, there is reason to believe that he's your LB2 starting right now. He got the start with the with the first-team offense, or rather defense, 
Um, and he's physical. He's, he has good speed. He has side to sideline to sideline speed. Maybe his IQ is, is missing at some points. Maybe he's not a good coverage linebacker. Um, but I'd say that he's probably the starter right now. You know, what are your thoughts on Quincy Williams? And do you think that he's got this position locked up? Or do you think maybe there's a little bit more uh, competition that needs to happen? I think, you know, the one player who I really look at in particular that could, you know, give him a run for his money is Quan Alexander, of course. And I think it's probably just a matter of time before he really does cut into his snaps a little bit. I mean, Quincy's frustrating because you said it. I mean, the athletic ability, the speed, physicality to his game, all those elements are there. But it's just at this point, it's, you know, lack of control um, in pursuit. I mean, you know, he, he can really make his presence felt or he can completely whiff on a play and really – given offense, you know, extra life. And to me, that's, you know, definitely the main concern. Um, I think the linebacker position in general right now, the reason I can't really see them adding is just because of, like you said, the depth is so strong, you know, after the top two, three guys, I mean, with Nashville Dean Sherwood, Marcel Harris is listed as a starter right now on this football team. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. You have Delshawn Phillips, who's a core special teamer, DQ Thomas is an undrafted free agent who, you know, they definitely invested some, you know, guaranteed money into. So there's a lot of players there and I agree with you. It's definitely one of the bigger starting concerns opposite CJ, but I just, I'm not so sure with the amount of depth that they have rounding out the group, if it necessarily makes sense at this time. Yeah. I mean, that's totally reasonable. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you're, you're kind of expecting someone to emerge here. You have two preseason games left. Um, you know, barring injury, I think that you're right. Quan Alexander could give him a run for his money last year with the New Orleans Saints. He played in 535 total snaps. He was god awful as a run defender, like uh, like unbelievably bad. 19% missed tackle rate. This is the thing with Quan Alexander, right? Like he's good in coverage. He's a good coverage linebacker, but against the run, he's borderline useless. Like he's athletic. He he looks strong. He's just borderline useless as a run defender. Um, he misses a ton of tackles. This has been an issue his entire career. 17.8% missed tackle average year over year since 2015. Um, that's your biggest concern with Quan is like, can he hold up and run defense? Is he going to be a liability? Um, and, and that's where it comes into play. Like, is Quincy Williams that bad of a coverage linebacker where you are willing to sacrifice your run defense at the, at the LB2 position uh, for better pass defense? Like, you know, that's kind of the argument you have to make. And I, I don't think Quincy Williams is, is the worst coverage linebacker in the world. You know, can he be competent? Can he be average? Maybe. That's the big question. I think you give him the chance because he's a better run defender than I think Quan Alexander is. If he can get to being just a competent coverage linebacker, um, then you have a much better player long term, in my opinion, especially because he's young. But, you know, this that's the question. Like, do, do you would, what, would you be willing to kind of go with a line of thought that you would prefer the pass coverage or would you prefer the run defense? You know, what, what do you think about that? No, it's a great point. I think the, you know, likelihood of it really just being a rotate rotation where, you know, they have specific, you know, assignments and down and distances in which they play situations, um, you know, whether it's against the run or like you're saying on third down, two minute situations, passing situations, you know, I, I think that's probably what's most realistic. I would say at this point in time until, proven otherwise if one guy really you know separates from the other I, I think you're really looking at you know a mix of you know like you said Quincy and Quan depending on really whatever uh you know likelihood the offense is either going to throw or run yeah situational play makes the most sense I do agree with that but looking at free safety you got Jordan Whitehead you got Ashton Davis and you got LaMarcus Joyner Joyner older you know a little bit injury prone at this point do I trust him no he does not have that sideline to sideline range that he once did 
Um, you know, he's definitely fallen off quite quite a lot uh, over the past couple of seasons. Um, currently, he is uh, 31 years old. He's almost 32 years old. Um, he did. He barely played last season. Played in nine snaps and then went down with the injury. But he played, uh, you know, 670 snaps in 2020. Coverage grades have fallen off. His best season came back in 2017 with the LA uh, Rams. I guess maybe there was the there was St. Louis back then. Um, I guess it says they're LA. I don't remember exactly when they transitioned over. But you know, he's he's a good tackler. Always has been. Decent run defender. Fallen off the last couple of seasons, but. You know his his days as a good coverage safety are well are well behind him. Like he's definitely not where he once was. Um, I would not be surprised if they cut him at at the at the you know roster cuts deadline this year. I think that he's very much on the fringe. Um, Ashton Davis, fast, awful football player. I I personally think he'd be much better on a track and field situation. But you know he's very quick, very fast. But he's not a good tackler. He takes terrible angles. Um, he's rather weak. You know, when you actually look at he's very extreme. The guy's like a super athlete, but he's just not a really a good defender. I could see him. He should have been like a wide receiver or something, like a slot receiver. He would have been an absolute burner as a receiver. Um, but I don't think that he's going to make a much of an impact as your as your free safety. He's got the sideline to sideline range, but his football IQ is not great. And he's like I said before, in run defense, he's basically non-existent. Uh, so you're not really getting any value from him there. I could definitely see them going out and trying to maybe go after a free agent signing, look at the waiver wire, look at the practice squads. I mean, look, you're not getting that, many, that much value, but teams always end up cutting a couple of valuable pieces um, to, to trim it down to 53. So there will be a couple safeties on the, on the board that may be worthwhile. You know, what is your thoughts about that free safety spot and kind of, you know, the depth behind Jordan Whitehead definitely is a bit thin. I think it's arguably the biggest starting concern on either side of the ball right now. And I mean, the other night it was Will Parks who filled in joiner. The, the main thing with him and, he probably is the best free safety that they have, but he just hasn't been available. Like you said, I mean, played in a game last year. He's turning 32 shortly. And, you know, the last – I feel like it's been about two weeks now. I don't know to be exact, but it's in that ballpark of just him not missing practice, obviously not playing the preseason game. And while he has worked with the starters predominantly when he's been out there, I mean, he just hasn't been available. And to me, that's why it is one of the biggest concerns right now. And why I think come final cutdowns, if you know a good free safety does shake loose, that the Jets would definitely make a play. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the free agent market right now, you got Landon Collins, more of a strong safety. Deshaun Gibson, free safety. You got Nate Ebner. Um, you know, Curtis Riley. Curtis Riley, honestly. Darian Thompson, you know, third round pick from the Giants a couple of years ago. Spent time with Dallas. Um, you know, maybe he's a guy that you look at. You know, Curtis Riley spent time with the, uh, the Raiders. Um, I used to call him a no angle Riley because this dude literally took the worst angles in the history of this free safety position. I have never seen anyone pick angles worse than him. I, I just, I, the math just goes right out of his other ear. It's unbelievable. So I would not go, I would not go in the, in the direction of Curtis Riley, but Darian Thompson has some nice plays with Dallas. He's a hard hitting free safety. You can come up and play the run has had some issues with injuries in the past. Um, you know, decent backup. So maybe he's a guy you look at in free agency, super cheap, probably vet minimum at this point. Uh, but the other other position we have here is offensive tackle. You know, you got Dwayne Brown, you got Mackay Becton out for the year. Um, you got George Fant, but behind them, Max Mitchell, Chuma Adoga, and Connor McDermott. Those guys are unreliable to say the least. Max Mitchell is just too too fresh. He's fresh blood. Um, he's you know he's a little bit undersized in my opinion. You need kind of more established vets at the backup spot. You need the Morgan Moses. Like that's the best backup the Jets probably have had at, at tackle in like a decade. Morgan Moses, right? Um, but Connor McDermott kind of sucks. Chuma Doga kind of sucks. They've been getting absolutely tossed in practice. 
um, and, you know, putting that quarterback position in a bit of a, a tumultuous spot. But, you know, there are always there's there are going to be veteran offensive tackles. Like you have Daryl Williams, who's still looking for a job, but he probably wants a starting position. He's probably waiting for someone to get injured, to be honest with you. Um, you know, kind of like the Mekhi Becton situation. But he kind of also plays better at guard. So I don't necessarily think that he would be a tackle option. But if you're looking at options available right now, Nate Solder wouldn't touch him with a 25-foot fall. I think he's retired, actually. Brian Beluga, Eric Fisher. Um, I guess Darrell Williams is listed as a right tackle, but can play guard as well. Zach Banner, Marcus Cannon, a lot of older guys. Mike Remmers is a decent backup, actually. Brandon Shell, um, you know, Bobby Massey, Jason Peters. He's still, he's 40 years old. Good God. Jason Peters is such a good player for being 40 years old, by the way. I cannot believe that guy is 40 and the, the way he's been playing the last couple of years. Unbelievable. But, you know, there's some good veteran guys. I mean, look, you're, you're looking for a cheap option. I think Mike Remmers actually kind of fits the bill. Um, played with Kansas City last year. I think he played in the Super Bowl, actually. So, or the game before. Yeah, he, he played. Did, did Mike Remmer start in the Super Bowl? Am I mistaken? That's kind of why Patrick Mahomes got his ass kicked because the offensive line just looked terrible. He might have. I, I can't remember exactly, but they obviously revamped their entire offensive line that offseason. So, who they got? Orlando Brown, right? Yes. Orlando Brown, yeah. So, man, if you look at the, the postseason for Mike Remmer's. I can't even figure out. Did he even play last year? I don't know. Anyway, he's a guy that you could look at. There's going to be roster cuts, right? Like there is options available in a couple of weeks here. But what are your thoughts on this offensive tackle depth? I personally am not uh, okay with it. I think that Max Mitchell's too far away from being a good player, or at least competent to rely on right now. More of a right tackle anyway. Um, if something happens to any of those guys, whoever's playing quarterback is in deep doo-doo. That's, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it's a to me, and I think most Jet fans feel the same way. It's a major concern. I mean, it's all about the growth of Zach Wilson, and you have to be prepared for the worst case scenario. I mean, that's Joe Douglas's job as the general manager, and I think you know it's probably going to be a top priority in a couple of weeks. You know, like you said, when final cutdowns occur and you know players do become available, you know, I think this is one of the top positions you could really expect. You know, the Jets to really add at. Um, you know, obviously you have George Fant, Dwayne Brown, Max Mitchell, but the Beckton injury obviously put a real, you know, uh, hurting on things and losing Chuma Dogan, Connor McDermott recently. You've seen Grant Herman's working with the starting unit who was on the practice squad last year. I mean, it's been just such a, you know, it's really been a disaster. I mean, so many guys flown in and out. They've had no continuity. And Michael Force spoke on in his press conference today. I mean, it's going to be really important for that, you know, front five now that it's established and hopefully they can stay healthy you know, to really get that synergy intact and be ready to go for the Ravens game. So to me, it's, you know, that third offensive tackle position, just because it's all about Zach Wilson, I think it probably is even a bigger concern than the starting free safety and linebacker positions, you know, just because you want to make sure that as much talent, you know, starting talent and backup talent is in place for Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, once he returns, uh, I think what, week one or week two, probably he'll make a return by week two, if I had to guess, or week three. Um, but yeah, they need to have that offensive line situated. I trust left guard and Lakin Thomas, and I trust Elijah Vera Tucker. I like, uh, you know, Connor McGovern's good enough. Um, he's not great, he's, he's good, but the tackle spots definitely um, are solid, barring injury. And that's the big question mark is like, can they stay healthy? Um, Dwayne Brown has a pretty good career of, of, of reliability, so I'm pretty, pretty optimistic about him. But Fant has had his issues here and there. Um, you know, was dealing with an injury a couple weeks ago, but he's back and, you know, seemingly doing well now. But I'm excited, man. This this is a team that has a lot of strength. They have they don't have many positions that lack depth. 
Um, their starting teams are good on paper. I think it just comes down to execution and getting some of these guys developmental time. Like Zach Wilson's got to be on the field. They are extremely lucky. He dodged such a big injury. They need him developing. They need him growing. Um, and that's just the reality of the situation. Uh, but guys, I'd love to hear your perspective on these positions. Are there, are there any spots that you think may need some support, you know, positions that maybe Joe Douglas should be kind of keying in on to upgrade as the weeks go by here? Very curious to hear your opinions as always. And make sure to like and subscribe below on the YouTube channel for daily updates as always. Um, really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure to enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>